All it takes is a click to listen to RTI Online. Get exercise for your finger and exercise for your mind at english.rti.org.tw. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Thanks so much for joining us today. Up ahead this hour, it's Ear to the Ground and Jukebox Republic. But first up, we start off the week with a new edition of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, May the 4th. Isn't that called like Star Wars Day or something? May the 4th be with you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm John Van Trieste, and as you can hear, joining me in the studio today is Shirley Lin. Hello. Up next, food delivery in the time of social distancing. Then, found. A plant species thought to be extinct for over 100 years just kind of shows up in northern Taiwan. And a Taiwanese BMW owner gives us a tip that I think is going to be very useful to all car owners out there. Specifically, he's going to tell us how to keep birds from pooping on your car. All that coming up next. Please stick around. First up, though, um, we've been telling people to try and... Stay positive through this whole COVID-19 nonsense. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shirley has a story about well, what some people here are saying are the good sides of uh, having a pandemic, if you can say that. Can you say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think you can. I mean, um, I've, uh, we, we can even share a little bit of uh, you know, the positive side that we felt ourselves at the end of this. But, I mean, uh, personally, it's fine, but yeah. I mean, people are dying. That's not, there's nothing well, really positive about that. Well, um, putting that aside, though. Okay. Yeah. And um, I guess uh, recently there was a netizen who was really curious because um, everybody is like having negative you know, thoughts about this whole pandemic and yeah. scare and everything. But he's saying that, well, putting all that aside, you know, what, is there any good coming out of this pandemic? For one, he thought of was is there's less pollution because of all the shutdown of factories and stuff like I've that. I've heard and that a lot of cities that are, have bad air pollution problems are seeing some of the cleanest air that anyone can yeah, remember. Also, yeah. carbon emissions are way down. Right, right. And less cars on the streets and things like that. Um, then there were others, there were some who were making um, you know, comments about having to wear masks. Yes. Now, one thing is one one person was saying that you don't have to like fake a smile because oh. now nobody knows what's under the mask you know well <laughs> most of it's in the eyes Right. Haven't you ever seen Tyra Banks? You have to smize. Exactly. That's what she calls it. You know, so it's funny. You can't totally fake it. Yeah, because there was somebody else who was saying that everybody walking on the streets with mascars are becoming more, I mean, guys are becoming more handsome. Women are becoming more beautiful. <laughs> because uh, did it's, you hear like a couple months ago, someone was saying that she um, she was walking on the street with a mask on and a guy kind of came up to her. I like your and, upper face. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, you know, asking her for a out on a date or something like what? that. What? Yes. But you have to social distance. Or you ask- can't be doing that. <laughs> we'll have a Zoom date. <laughs> right. Or even like, you know, ask for a number or something like that, you know? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. But um, I was going like, <laughs> 
like, what? Really? Your forehead is very attractive. <laughs> Maybe it's the eyes. So, okay, of course, there They're are the other windows people. windows to the soul. Right. And of course, there are those women who are saying that now we're going to cut down on cost of buying all this makeup. And, but then other people are saying that now we have to do more on the eye makeup, uh, which to I accentuate. still don't do, You have to accentuate. <laughs> Maybe that's why, because I was really shocked thinking, that, what? Someone got you know, picked up from you know, wearing a mask, and <laughs> she never thought herself as being beautiful, but oh. then, you know. Okay, well, <laughs> so, it could be a confidence booster. Just, I hope that she's prepared for <laughs> the shock of seeing the lower half. <laughs> I know myself, I, I had to go to the dermatologist recently because I had a serious case of mask face. Yeah. It just, like, irritates your skin after right, a while. Right, I know. Um, but I was going to say, like, it's nice that, like, people, especially in crowded areas, have to wear a mask now because there mm-hmm. are some people who are not maybe so considerate with their personal hygiene. And right. uh, we don't all need to be bathing in your snot, thanks. Right. Well, <laughs> Cover anyway. your mouth, please. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, there are some people who are saying that there are less people out on the streets. Yes. So, and maybe even like tourist spots. So you don't get to, you know, you don't bump to people. And yeah. then there are others who are saying that you spend less because you're not going out, you're not sh- shopping as much, and mm. window shopping probably, because window shopping kind of leads to spending money probably. Oh, but <laughs> you know, there's always, if you're, in, if you're stuck at home, there's online shopping, which can be a real... Uh, uh, yeah. That can be... That, that yes. can definitely uh, do your finances in if you're not I careful. I got a friend who's actually um, started this online, you know, clothes shopping uh, platform just only for in the last half year. Ooh. And I'm saying that, whoa, you must be getting a boost now in sales right now. And yeah, she had a really busy day um, last, uh, last one, one day last week. And mm. so, yeah, she was like on the phone a lot and on the line a lot. Well, it's and, good that at least some but, people um, are making money. Some people this. are making money that way. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, of course. And then there are others who are saying that uh, um, there's more freedom. Really? Um, How so? Um, it says... In, in, in terms of uh, everyday life or something, because mm-hmm. um, you don't have to get to work. You don't have to um, um, pretend you're busy at work by being in the office. And um, oh, so now okay. they're not in the office, you oh, see. Oh, right? you mean like when the boss is looking over your shoulder yeah. and you don't really have anything going on? Right, you have okay. to pretend. You have to hide your solitaire games right. or and whatever. You're probably not asked to do a lot of like, you know, really tedious um, chores. Oh. If you're in, in office what in we call person. It in Chinese Zha Right, it's right. Like exactly. Miscellaneous miscellaneous things stuff that the boss asks you to do, oh. you know. And then um but there's a boost in like, you know, doing virtual lessons and um, remote uh, businesses and conferences, right. that kind of stuff. So I think I think people are getting creative with that. I don't know. Like for example, Mother's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. And my kids were going like, how how can we celebrate Mother's Day? Because usually we do it with my mother-in-law and right. my mother and at my place or some restaurants. And now, you know, and then I said, well, get creative. I wouldn't mind a, a virtual kind of Mother's Day celebration. Um, so I think people can really get creative with that. Right. So And and I am, I'm about the tourism thing, I must say. And this wasn't in Taiwan, but in like February, when this hadn't quite gotten so out of hand, right. um, I went to Angkor. I visited Cambodia and right. um, and they said that places were that you normally would have had to line up to see and mm-hmm. I've seen pictures like when there really are tourists there and it's oh my goodness and we we the tour group that I was with like we got instant access to everything and we were the only one in any <laughs> of the restaurants special privileges yeah. I mean I don't think that's ever going to happen again so I'm, oh, glad, I'm glad I was thinking like oh should I cancel but I already sunk so much money into this I know so yeah. I'm glad I did it when I did 
That's um, great. That's great. I'm sure the same is true of, I mean, now you can't go anywhere, but no. at the time it was still like, mm, mm. it's on the cusp of being a serious issue. Yeah. Uh, now, I think probably you're going to be discouraged from going to too many tourist spots. So yeah. I don't see how that's an advantage. But I do think it is, uh, the, the, the thing that's uh, impressed me the most is like, how people are coming together and like talking mm. I, I think in uh, maybe not so much in Taiwan but I've seen like in, in Europe for instance like neighbors you know talk, oh, I've seen yeah. videos of neighbors singing together on rooftops who may not yeah, even have known even, each other otherwise yeah. and the, the daily cheers that they're doing for health workers in places like New York yeah um it's. I think it's kind of maybe. I'm not sure we should be looking on the bright side because it's uh, a very bad situation. But yeah, uh, I guess you have to find some kind of silver lining in these things. Right. So. Well, you know what? Um, some people were saying that now you don't have to feel guilty about staying home all day and maybe not <laughs> not getting dressed. Right. Yeah, not getting dressed. And then there or, was. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this story though. Actually, um, you know how we're having to wear uh, masks now on public transport. So, <laughs> I guess this guy. Was was maybe not so happy about this. I don't know. I didn't ask, but uh -huh. he decided not to wear shoes. Oh, he was riding the metro barefoot, and there was a police officer who like was just staring Stay at him. At like, his, I don't yeah. think it's illegal to do that, but it's just kind of like it's that's good. an interesting choice. <laughs> I'll, I'll wear a mask, but I won't wear shoes. I have, I to, I have to take off some article of <laughs> that is funny. So, well, there's also sometimes when you just not in the mood to chat with people yeah so so one of the good things is that you don't have to feel the pressure of not being sociable oh that's me a lot <laughs> of the time <laughs> that's me sometimes okay all right well tell us about uh how this whole business of COVID-19 is impacting food delivery here I'm sure with people not going to restaurants so much but not necessarily wanting to cook that business must be booming Right. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who kind of switch jobs at this time and become food deliverers, you know? Well, I feel the pace is really bad, though. I know. And the conditions are a bit dangerous because, like, they're not very careful with traffic rules. I know. I feel bad for them because, you know, you have to rush everywhere they are and timed. make it in time. Right. Anyway, but this one particular food deliverer was really being encouraged because one time he was delivered to a house where, um, you know, you don't want to have too much contact with each other. Right. And so what the, the, uh, the, the house did was that they put up a sign, big letters on the outside saying, um, thank you, and you can just leave the food here, and then left a, a, sort of like a stool right outside the door hmm. for him to you know leave the food there and they thought that was nice and sweet because i mean there's one good advantage is that you can pay ahead of time and all you have to do is just deliver and there's no you know direct contact no handling money and bills and stuff like that and they think that's really protecting the family inside the house right. and also to deliver himself so so they thought that if everybody can do this then it would be wonderful right it's like just pay ahead and and then all you have to do is just drop off the food. But then, of course, there are others who are, didn't think this is a great idea because mm. actually someone said they paid ahead of time, but then the food was never delivered until then they were looking around and then they realized that the food deliverer had left it at the front gate. So they have to walk, like maybe it's like an apartment complex. Mm -hmm. So you have to walk over out to the um, the gate to get the food, and and also somebody was like didn't get food for two whole hours, wow. and the apps usually tell you when they're coming. Yeah, but um, you just don't know what happens, and it, there's there's always a fear of like you know it, you get the wrong delivery, and or that um, it's delivered late, and by the time you get the food, it's cold, and then there are times where 
you know, yeah, you get the wrong order and you can't complain because the deliverer is already gone, right? And well, then again, this then app you based, to, you can. You can, but I, I, to me, I think it's a hassle because oh. <laughs> I'm You'd not tech just savvy. Eat what you're given, right? And then there was um, also uh, uh, it, it, the, there is the thing is that you want to make sure the deliverer got the exact right address. You know, oh. well, that's, then, that's kind of the person who orders; it's their responsibility, isn't it? Yeah, but then sometimes. I don't know the person who here or or gets the mess uh, gets the address. Now I should point out that Taiwanese oh. addresses can be very long and confusing. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Sometimes we have you just cannot find it. Some of the longest addresses I've ever seen. Yeah. Because the system that we use is like they break it down, like Into sections and, and then alleys and, 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 and yeah, yeah sections and then numbers and then. Sometimes I have a hard time hard time with my own address. It's really like. Oh yeah. Sometimes I'm like, wait, is that alley or? Especially I when I have to convert it into English, it's like because they, they have there's lanes and so there's a whole lot of numbers and yeah, and you can get the numbers wrong. And sometimes it's a it's a two dash one or a two dash yeah, something. Yeah, it can be very confusing. It, yeah, so I can so, see how that could be an issue. See, right? Well, so what can you do? I mean, they're they're they've got a tough job on them, and right. uh, we, we need to have more sympathy, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay, tell us about how we can keep birds from pooping on our cars. Okay, so this BMW car owner—I'm sure someone who really wants to keep their car clean. Yes, it seems like um, he does park his car in the parking lot, but somehow the sparrows get into the parking lot. Maybe it's like a half-open parking lot or something, and kept pooping on his car Isn't so like a much. Garage type of a situation, yeah, like, a, like it's covered. Because like our parking lot's open, most well, parking lots are. It looks like are. it's a parking lot, right? Yeah, it's like indoors. Oh, it's but a, like then a gar- it's like a parking garage, garage type of a situation. Okay, so I don't know, but it's funny how the sparrow would just fly and pick a car and okay, here's well, a, got, a, a here's a present. <laughs> yeah, no, we've got the sparrows everywhere. Yeah, well, Taiwan. that is true too. But you know, uh, with these uh, in, uh, in an indoor garage. But anyway, so I guess he's getting uh, so much bird poop on his cars to the point where he just thought he had to do something about it. He got a fake owl figuring oh. and put on top of his car, on the very top of his car. Oh, it's, okay. it's As if balanced that really very delicately there. Yeah. If you forget about it, that could leave a dent. <laughs> if you drive right. away and it goes clunk in the air. And then, and then when you keep driving, well, I don't know if it's stuck on or something like that. If you forget to take it off and drive it on the streets, that's kind of funny sight to see. People just laugh at you. But anyway, <laughs> but besides that, and you can't really tell from the way I'm holding this picture here. Oh, maybe this one here. Um, it seems like the sparrows like to poop on the top of his car as well as the rear, rear mirrors. view mirrors. Yeah, his little side so, mirrors there. But it's cruel what he's done. He's kind of put a panel of like spikes. sticking up needles and spikes. Well, people do that on buildings for the same reason sometimes. Yeah, but you know, when birds kind of fly by, they, you can't really see because the needles are kind of really hard to tell. They're but so thin I th- and I think they know with better bare than this to... I think they know better than to, to fly into a bunch of spikes. Well, I, don't I think there's hope be an issue so. With that. It's because a it's a it's a deterrent measure. Yeah, but you know, well, for some animal lovers, um, when they saw this, they said, "Hey, um, that's, that's cruel things too far." To, uh, the birds, yeah. well, if they don't see I'm it. I'm sure uh, seeing an owl time. is not. Ple- Do owls go after sparrows though? That, that's kind of weird, right? I don't. I, I know don't they go the after some animals, but owls. But uh, I know yeah. there's scarecrows. Right. But I don't know. 
I thought owls like eat mice and stuff. Well, someone wrote saying that it's going to scare humans first before it scares the birds. I would be a bit alarmed, like not not for a split second, you know, like oh, what's that? Yeah, that's it, not that's normal. That's scary. You know, it can hurt. It can hurt people, right? I don't think anyone's going to be seriously spooked by that. But um, I don't know. That's pretty scary. But um, somebody else was saying that just wash your car. You know, I mean, and, we do have a lot of car washes here. Yeah, for minimal. Yeah. Cost. I would much rather he told us how to how to uh, keep birds from pooping on us. Because <laughs> on that same I've, trip in February, I me. had a I had a crow. Yeah. Uh, leave me a present on my shirt. It was very not like I was sitting on a park bench. No, isn't it gross? <laughs> like, oh, oh I thanks. hated that. Just throw me throw me all yeah, upside down. Uh, yeah, that happened to me. Well, actually, this was in Boston, right near almost the corner got of your on eye. My eye. That oh, I, I went hysterical, and my mom was going like, "You know, calm down, calm down. It's just a small thing. Yeah. It's not a small thing." Mm. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I got maybe done maybe we time. need we need spikes on our our shoulders. <laughs> well, I don't know. It put ones uh, here in Taipei on my coat, yeah. and yeah, that's pretty uh, bird poop stories. <laughs> bird poop stories, exactly. <laughs> Well, I'm definitely going to butcher this plant's name, so let's just get this out of the way first. Uh, I'm going to attempt it. Lysimachia candida. Whoa, Maybe. that sounds pretty good. If I say it in a deep enough voice, everyone, <laughs> I think, will just go with it. Lysimachia candida. Okay, um, this is a plant that was last recorded in 1897. Oh my goodness. By Japanese naturalist Se- Sekihiro Yano. I think in Taiwan. Yeah. Um, this was early during the Japanese colonial period, so I'm, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they found it in Keelong, of all places. Wow. In a place- you know, some plants can look so similar, and yet <laughs> these specialists can just distinguish them. And it wasn't even like a real specialist. It was an amateur plant lover yeah. who found a plant that they didn't recognize and posted it on a forum of some sort. Or sent it to other enthusiasts mm-hmm. here. And uh, eventually an expert from Taiwan Forestry Research Institute and a researcher at the National Museum of Natural Science visited the spot and confirmed it and identified it as this plant, Lysimachia candida. It's been flourishing quietly, apparently. Oh. And they've, they're actually keeping its location a secret. We only know that it's in the Nuanwan <laughs> district in a place called, I don't know what the Chinese is for this, but I've never heard of this sort of a thing. An ecological pool. What's that? Um, An ecological pool? No. Is that like a protected area? I don't know. It sounds protected. It says ecological pool, so I'm just that's what I'm. I'm just reporting the facts. <laughs> um, and I guess they're going to have to uh, do some rewriting of this because apparently it's on the red list of vascular plants of Taiwan report, which considers it extinct. Mm. That's a thing. I, I didn't know we had a vascular plants of Taiwan <laughs> report, but you learn something new every day. And it was only discovered last month. This discovery is just getting out now, but it's very recent. And uh, so they're crediting the city government, actually, these people who found it, saying that it's because they didn't use herbicide at this. Well, I guess it's not much of an ecological pull if you're spraying herbicide everywhere. Mm-hmm. They mowed the, the, the lawn instead, allowing it to survive. Uh-huh. Um, so they're going to... It's actually supposed to like flower pretty soon, it looks like. Between March and July, so about this time is when it makes fruit. So oh. hopefully there'll be more of it. Fruit? Yeah. I, that says fruit here. Wow. It develops fruit. I don't you know. Kind of fruit. Ecological wow. pulls and 
recruiting <laughs> glass. I don't know. I'm not a plane expert, obviously. So, all right. Well, that does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste, and I'm Shirley Lin. Stick around for Ear to the Ground and Jukebox Republic. In America, freedom can be found in the automobile. In most places, you have to have a car just to get around. Never mind, go on a road trip. Here in Taiwan, freedom comes in a much smaller package. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Ear to the Ground, I bring you an ode to the humble scooter. 贴紧台湾的羊耳朵 ，an ear to the ground. With the simple turn of a key, my scooter rumbles to life. There's no need to kickstart this purring beauty, at least not today. It's a far cry from the old days when my neighbor's birds would actually imitate the sound of my scooter wheezing and coughing, and failing to start. That was a bit overrated. Now, I used to take the metro to work and transfer to a bus, but about a year ago, I decided to switch to my scooter, and I've been weighing the pros and the cons ever since. Every day, I travel from my apartment in southern Taipei to the radio station in the northern part of the city. It's a straight shot up one of the longest thoroughfares to bisect the city, a street that's so long that it has three different names: Beijing, Roosevelt, and Zhongshan. Each section has a different personality. The southern stretches are hotter with less shade. The midsection features Taiwan's top university and the Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall. And then there's the government district, home to the legislature, the foreign ministry, the presidential office building, and finally, once I hit Zhongshan, there's a beautiful shady tree cover for the remainder of my ride. I also cross two rivers and pass the Fine Arts Museum, twelve subway stations, and four Starbucks, and that's not even counting the ones on the other side of the street. Exactly two thirds of my way to work, I arrive at the Taipei train station, and there's a huge television screen at the intersection which features the latest news and weather, and it has a clock that shows exactly how many minutes I'm going to be late to work. Now, some people think I'm crazy for doing such a long commute on a scooter, especially in the rain, but I've got enough rain gear to keep me dry. And yes, I do miss being able to read a book on my way to work. That doesn't work so well on a scooter. But my ride's about ten to fifteen minutes shorter, and I only pay five bucks U.S. a week on gas. It's about twice the price for subway and bus fares. But more than all of that, what I've discovered is that riding a scooter connects me to my city. I love it when I find myself surrounded by other commuters at a stoplight. You know, people you don't usually see on public transport. And up above ground, you can see the city in a way you can't when you're down in the underground tunnels. You can be one with the elements. I know this because I feel every bump in the road, the drops of rain on my face, and the sun on my bare arms. And yes, along the way, I've grown a fondness for my little black scooter. I love the clicking sound of my turn signal as we round a corner. 
Together, we work our way through traffic, interacting with other scooters in a way that sort of matches the way Taiwanese people hold a conversation. There's a directness and a subtlety, and after a year of commuting on my trusty metal steed, I no longer get angry in traffic. I find myself slipping into the greater give and take, the slow tango, the orchestrated breathing, the inhale and exhale of traffic through the streets. Now every once in a while, my scooter needs a little TLC, and I take him to the hospital for a checkup. Sometimes I gulp when I hear the news that he needs a little open-heart surgery or some sort of transplant. That means I'm going to have to ride the metro to work again that day. But then, once he's discharged and I hop back on my scooter, I'm thankful once again for the freedom that it gives me every day. With an ear to the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan. Oh, and one other thing that I almost forgot to mention... I so loved the sounds of my little black scooter that I once used them to create this jingle for a show at RTI called Instant Noodles. Welcome to Chupas Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. I said last week that I was going to do another episode of Taiwan's classics that I know of. Um, I don't know that many. I mean, I do know some, but definitely more than what I'm going to play today. And there's one I remember even before I came to Taiwan. That was 明天会更好. Tomorrow will be better. What an appropriate song, right? During this COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Let's listen first before I tell you the song's background. Shane 
们的笑容充满着青春的骄傲，为明天献出虔诚的祈祷。轻轻敲醒沉睡的心灵，慢慢张开你的眼睛，看那忙碌的世界是否。让和风拂出的音响铺成生命的乐Listening to Jukebox Republic, I'm Shirley Lin, Radio Taiwan International. Now, isn't that an inspiring song?、Um, so, like last week, I was saying that I would do another episode of Taiwan's classics, and that's one of them. I think、um, I even knew this song before I came back to Taiwan. And this song was actually a charity single written in 1985, at the same time when Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie wrote "We Are the World." So it was 60 singers from Taiwan recording this song, with one of them being my best friend Wawa,、um, whom you've heard me talk probably more than once on this program. But anyway,、um, it's a beautiful song. I mean, it even brought me to tears a little bit just now. It's such an inspiring song. It's been made into many, many versions, like children's voice version, karaoke version. I mean, you name it.、Um, so, my very first Taiwanese song that I know how to sing in Mandarin Chinese, actually. And、um, anyway, so that was a very inspiring song, beautiful song. Not many people remember the, I mean, sing it these days or pick that song、uh, to sing at、uh, KTV. But if I were to mention it to anyone, I think they're going to say, "Oh yeah, I know that song. Yeah, it's one of those songs." The next one I think of is probably 
the second song that I know how to sing in Mandarin, and that's 月亮代表我的心 The moon represents my heart. It's best known sung by the late Teresa Tang.、Um, but I think I know this song because、uh, back then when we just came back and we just got married, and my husband often liked to pick that song to sing to me in front of my friends, or or we would just sing it together, the two of us. So it was really made famous by late Teresa Tang. It was known as one of the most famous、uh, Chinese love songs of all times. It really is considered a real classic. If you ask any Chinese-speaking person, they would say they know this song. You know, and the New York Times even dubbed it as one of the best-known Chinese pop songs of all times. So let's have a listen to Teresa Tang singing "Yue Liang Dai Biao Wo De Xin."
Another song that stands the test of time, to me, has to be um, "Jie Mei." The song is titled "Sisters" by our pop diva Ame. Even to this day, any group of female friends, when they go to the KTV or karaoke,、um, they would pick the song to sing. It's like a sisterhood song, and you sing it together and you dance it together. It was one of the songs in Ame's debut album by the same name, which came out in 1996, just five years after I returned to Taiwan. So, I mean, Ame was like one of the first Taiwanese singers I got to know and、uh, recognize and sing her songs, you know, in KTVs or whatever, or just hum along.、Um, so I was like singing her songs all the time, you know. And this was one of her best-selling albums, and it was actually her debut album. I remember too a couple of years ago when it was our the radio station's 90th anniversary, and we had a you know a big、um, what was it forum and also a banquet where you know Andrew and I hosted.、Um, I think it was chairperson Lu Ping,、uh, Ping Lu,、um, who is still with us right now, and she you know out of wanting to thank all of us for making such a success,、uh, took us to the KTV or、uh, a karaoke parlor. A well-known one here,、uh, several floors, and、um, I might have talked about this before, but I'm just going to say it again. It was really dry in the beginning、uh, during the karaoke party.、Um, it was a place where you can just go grab some dinner and then go right into the room that was reserved by us、uh, for us to sing. You know. Sing our hearts out, <laughs> and、uh, in the beginning it was just people picking their songs. And when a song is played, started playing,、um, one person would sing. And then after he or she sings, then she'll sit down. And I remember at the time, I mean, ah,、uh, uh, poor Secretary General,、um, he was trying so hard to liven up the atmosphere, and it was just tough. Then, then Francis. Well, I mean, actually, I then、uh, thought of, hmm, what would be a song that we can all sing together and liven up the atmosphere, you know? The and 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 so then I thought of、um, YMCA, you know, that popular song. Well, I'm not going to play today because it's not a Taiwanese classic. But、uh, we had our rock singer Harlem Yu, who was who is also、um, one of my husband's best friends.、Um, he had. His own version、uh, arrangement of YMCA, and so I picked that song. And when it started playing, I said, "Hey guys, I picked this song for all of us to sing together." And everyone just stood up and sang and 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 jived to the music. And so after that,、um, Frances,、uh, our PR person, she picked a song, "Sisters" 姐妹 by Ame, and boy. All of us women who were there that night all got up, and we all got into a circle, and we just kind of danced like the chorus line, you know, lifting our legs and and singing that song. So let's have a listen to that now. Sunset, 
A real upbeat song, right? I mean, who couldn't, you know, get up and start singing and then get all really excited and high? And yeah, everybody else just started picking all these songs. And even Andrew did, I think. He picked one where everybody sang together. I forgot what song that was. But anyway, so that's Ame with the song Sisters. Then 
last but not least, I think I'm thinking of our retired Jody Jiang, who was like the top Taiwanese language singing diva, and she alone has so many classics. And、um, among others, I can think of the song called "Gao," which means wife in Taiwanese. Now, I didn't know before this song that "Gao" means you know wife. Because "gao" actually is two characters together. "Ge" that is、uh, the word for family or home. "Ao" means behind, so it's like behind a home. I'm going like, what? What's behind a home? Of course, the wife is like the foundation of a home, right? "Gao." So I'm going to end with that song from Jody Jiang Jiang Hui. Thank you so much for joining me today on Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and here's Jody Jiang Jiang Hui with the song.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.